Hey, 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 sexy people. It's Harland here, Harland Williams, and you're on the Harland Highway. Beautiful stretch of road, by the way. Full of scenery and roadkill and potholes, just full of pot. So pull over and scoop some pot up and smoke your brains out and get back on the Harland Highway. We have a kick-ass show today. Today we are going to be talking about security cameras, you know, the ones they have in uh, stores and on the front of cop cars and at malls and things like that. How effective are these stupid things? I really get riled up talking about those. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, testing your batteries. Um, I might even test a battery on the show today. That's right. I might actually lick a battery to test it. We've all done it. I'm going to do it today. Uh, We're going to be talking about um, dogs. Uh, Everybody loves dogs, right? Maybe not. We're going to be talking about them. We'll find out. And we're going to be talking about, and this is something we can all relate to, stupid things we've done in our lives, especially as kids. You know, stupid things we've done as kids in our lives. And wait till you hear this ridiculous story I have to tell. You might not even want to talk to me after you hear this stupid story. I'm, I'm probably deserve a plaque up on the wall in the up on the wall of the dumbass hall of shame for the stupid thing I did when I was about 12 years old. But wait till you hear. It's ridiculous. It involves fire, and it involves a cat, and it involves a Frankenstein haircut, and it's ridiculous. So what do you say uh, I stop dilly-dallying and we just get on with it? You ready to do this, people? Huh? Are you ready? I think I'm ready. I think you're ready. Come on. Let's go. Let's go down the Harlan Highway. This is Harlan Williams. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Uh, Hey, 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 it's me, Harland Williams, your all-night delivery man. What does that mean exactly? What did I I just say? Did I just um, implicate myself there? Oh, my God, I'm the all-night delivery man. I don't know what that, what am I delivering? What, what, What am I talking about? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Do I ever know what I'm talking about? Isn't that why you love me, people? Because I don't have a clue. E equals MC F. See? I don't even know what I'm saying. And that's part of the fun, isn't it? Isn't that part of the fun, people? Um... I'll tell you something that isn't fun and rubs me like a bad piece of sandpaper on the rear end of a hippopotamus. Ooh, that feels good. Do it some more. Ooh, yeah, right there, right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a hippo getting rubbed the wrong way with some sandpaper. Turns out they like it. Um, but here's what rubs me the wrong way, man. What, aren't we in the technological age? Don't we have high def? Don't 
But we have flat screen TVs and plasma TVs and high def video cameras. Okay? So why is it every time I watch cops or I watch America's Most Wanted or I watch the news and there's some bad guy in a bank or at a convenience store or at an ATM machine or outside a building or the camera mounted on the front of a police officer's car? How come I can't see one piece of surveillance footage that's in focus? that isn't grainy, that isn't blurry, that isn't put at an angle so I can't really see who's on the film anyways, right? You've seen these shots. Guys come into the convenience store and the news announcer's like, if you've seen this person, please contact the police immediately. Okay, thanks, Scorsese. Thank you for the camera angle there, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, you're welcome. Right? They got, like, the, the, the camera mounted up, like, behind the ceiling fan or up behind a, a rafter somewhere. So anyone that walks in, it's like all you're getting is, like, the top of their head and their eyebrows. It's like, hey, wait a minute, man. Holy crap, call Crime Stoppers, man. What are you talking about? I recognize that guy's forehead, man. Are you serious? Yeah, and look at the part in his hair. Doesn't Manuel's hair part like that? Oh, yeah, man. And look, that's his forehead, too. We're going to get the 5,000, man. I mean, can someone not set a camera up where we get the best vantage point? Can someone have a camera that wasn't bought at Radio Shack or found at the bottom of a Cracker Jack box? Can somebody give me some surveillance footage where it doesn't look like the lens of the camera was smeared with Vaseline or Prego spaghetti sauce or someone was breathing on it and I'm looking through a fog. I mean, I swear to God that that image of the Loch Ness monster floating out in the middle of Loch Ness, you know that famous picture of the Loch Ness monster, that thing is clearer to me. I can see more detail on Nessie than I can on any of this surveillance footage I've ever seen. So here's my question. It's surveillance. You put it up so you can get a video imprint of the bad guys. Isn't it in your best interest to get something that wasn't made by Fisher-Price and takes a clear picture? I know old ladies with Alzheimer's disease standing on the bow of a cruise ship during a rough storm who take a clearer picture than that. You know, some old bag up on the bow of the Titanic, right? She's got Parkinson's disease, and she's like, hold, hold, hold still, everybody. Click. She's got her little video camera. Somehow that's clearer than what these idiots are putting up in their stores and in their banks. Uh, It's pathetic. Okay, get it together, you morons. And maybe somewhere, somehow, we can start identifying these criminals. People being abducted, caught on film. Well, uh, what do we know about them? Well, it it looks like he had a... uh, 
a blue jacket. Okay, that's a good start. What else? Um, his jacket was a shade of blue. Yes, I believe you said that. Uh, it was a. It was very bluish. Yeah, that's all we got. Uh, and his face was very blurry. He must have just got out of bed. What do you mean? Well, his eyes were all pixelated, and uh, his his mouth and nose were, uh, you know, spread all around his face and blurry. Good Lord. Honest to God, in this day and age, my iPhone, my little iPhone that I carry around, takes crystal clear video. Can some dumbass who owns a 7-Eleven hang his iPhone, put it on his forehead or something? Just get a couple of rubber bands and wear it in his little 7-Eleven hat? Something. I mean, you people who buy this surveillance equipment, you're getting duped, man. It is just pathetic. It's like it's like buying a car with uh, three of the wheels flat. How's she run? Oh, she runs great. You're going to love it if you like going 22 miles an hour. Oh, man. Well, there you go. I'm all fired up. I wish I had taken a video of this uh, this segment because, man, am I fired up. I want a high-def video of my face and my veins are popping in my neck and my pores are sweating and my eyes are twitching and there's, like, froth coming out of the corner of my mouth there. Oh, you sorry you missed this one. Should have had my iPhone watching me through this whole bit right here. Oh, well, screw you. Well, not screw you. That's not nice, but you missed it. Maybe next time, okay? Maybe I'll do my next show from the center aisle of a 7-Eleven. See if you can figure out, out of the seven people standing there, which one is actually me. (laughs) Here's something we've all done. You ever lick a battery? You know, when you were a kid, or even now, sometimes you get a flashlight battery or a transistor radio battery and you just you know put the end of it on your tongue see if there's any charge in there there's a little something something oh oh yeah this one's still good well here's something i've never tried and you know i'm an adventurous spirit what we did is we brought in a large 18 wheeler truck battery here let's put that down right here on my table there we go easy easy guys I'm going to be a little daring, a little fun, and uh, I'm going to lick the truck battery and see if it's still got a little charge in it, right? It's just a battery. It's not going to kill me. You ready, guys? Let me clear my throat. (coughs) Okay, ready? Here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, Where am I? Huh? I'm the, what am I doing? The the radio show? I'm doing the radio show. The Holland Highway? To say, to say goodbye? On the Holland Highway? Okay. Why is my eyebrow smoking? 
let's just say goodbye. This is Holland Williams saying goodbye on the Holland Highway. Was that good? I smell burnt hair. What? Can I get some ice water, please? Oh, yes, yes. We all do stupid things in the course of our lives, don't we? (laughs) Especially when we're kids, all right? What was the dumbest thing you ever did? And I'm talking like that gap between, like, uh, you know, four years old and 15 years old. Can you think of the stupid things you've done? And and you question, you go, why? How? What was I thinking? How am I still alive? <laughs> I'll tell you one of the dumbest things I ever did. Me and a buddy of mine, my friend Colin, who I grew up with, uh, back in the neighborhood, back in the hood, man, right? In the hood, okay? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I, that battery's still... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so me and my buddy are, are goofing around one day, and we find, like, a building under construction, right? So this thing, it's, it's like a clubhouse for a tennis house, for a tennis court, right? And they're building the clubhouse, and it's like a Sunday, and nobody's working, and they kind of left the site open, and it's just like a concrete barrier, None of the walls or win- uh, none of the windows or doors are in the concrete walls are there, and it's fairly big. So we're we're motoring around in there, right? And we find a dead cat. Okay, we find a dead cat. And it's not like all rotten and stinky because this was Canada and it was fall, so it was it was cold out and the bugs were all dead. So there's no decay. There was no maggots. There was none of that gruesome stuff we all know and love and like to eat for breakfast, right? It was just a stiff old dead cat, the poor thing. And at first we were like, oh, man, bummer, dude. Oh, man, poor little fella, poor little pussy. Oh, poor little dead, chilly little pussy. Does that sound wrong? I don't know. Anyways, that's what it was. It was a little cat. And so at first we're all compassionate and sad, and then that that thing kicks in that all young boys have, probably young girls too. You ever read Lord of the Flies? (laughs) William Golding's Lord of the Flies, where a bunch of uh, prim and proper British schoolboys, the plane crashes in the South Pacific, and they're all marooned on a tropical island, right? And they're all wearing their boarding school clothes. And when they first land on the island, they're all scared, and they're, they huddle together, and they keep each other warm and give each other comfort and friendship. But as time wears on and they don't get rescued, their, their true primal spirit starts to surface, and they start to break off into tribes, and one of the tribes becomes violent and starts hunting the other tribe who tries to stay civilized and... <laughs> Well, eventually, I think all little boys, that that primal Neanderthal energy and instinct comes out of us, right? So we went from feeling bad for this little cat to, hey, no one's around. I've got a book of matches, and look, there's some plastic stripping holding those concrete slabs together. Let's light the plastic stripping on fire 
and drip the burning plastic teardrops all over the cat and see if we can watch him sizzle. <laughs> oh, God. This is for real. So, like, Lord of the Flies, a couple of kids in a black mass. Me and my buddy Colin are, are dripping, melting plastic onto a dead cat. Little teardrop. You know when you light little strips of, like if you lit a straw on fire, it wouldn't just go up in flames. It would, like, burn a plastic straw, and little blobs of the plastic drop off like teardrops, and they're still uh, on fire. So we were peppering this dead, <laughs> this dead cat, and I'm sorry if I'm laughing because I love animals, but it was that little boy evil primal thing. We're peppering this poor dead cat with, with flaming teardrops, and it reeks. It's burnt hair, and the cat didn't light on fire. It, it would just, like, these little t- blobs of plastic would burn and then extinguish themselves, and the cat would have, like, it looked like a, a black zit or a black pockmark on its poor deceased pelt. What a bunch of dickwads we were, right? But that's little boys for you. So... We spend like hours just drooling, dripping flames onto this cat. And then when we're all out of matches and plastic, I'm like, oh, well, hey, man, look at this. I found a chunk of pipe, right? So I found like a, a piece of pipe about, I don't know, I think it was about maybe a foot and a half long, maybe 16 inches or something. A round pipe about the diameter of like, let's say, a golf ball around. And I'm like, well, we're all out of matches. We can't burn them anymore. Why don't I throw this pipe at the damn thing? <laughs> oh, God. And I, again, let me let me reiterate, I am an animal lover. I love animals. This thing was already dead, but that's no excuse. We were just these evil little boys. So believe me, there's there's some justice here for the cat, Okay. So I pick up this pipe over my head like that scene out of 2001 A Space Odyssey when the monkey's got a bone and he starts beating on the other monkey. I raise this metal pipe over my head with a primal look on my face and I throw it down at this poor burnt-up cat (laughs) and I missed it. And the damn pipe (laughs) hit the ground, hit the cement... (laughs) I threw it really hard. It hit the cement, ricocheted, bounced right back up, and hit me in the forehead. Right in the forehead, right over my eye. And within about three seconds, speaking of golf balls, a golf ball grew on the front of my face. I looked like a unicorn, man. This this is the biggest bump to date that I think I've ever had. This thing just went it was like Jiffy Pop popcorn. It was like a, a Pillsbury croissant rising in the oven. And I thought, wow, that's the curse of the, the burnt cat, man. He got his revenge. Right? And then the revenge kept going for some reason like an idiot. I don't know why I did this. Okay, I, I got home. I was bored. I don't know what it was. I had to go back to boarding school that night. And yes, I went to boarding school, just like our friends from Lord of the Flies. 
And uh, my dad was going to drive me all the way up to boarding school, and I would stay there for weeks and weeks, and I was a boarding school. I lived there. I was like 12, 13 years old, right? And for some reason, before I got in the car with my dad, I decided, hey, I think I'll give myself a haircut. And I didn't know how to layer my hair. I didn't know how to do the rest of my head. So I thought the easiest way to give the appearance of a haircut is to do my bangs. Well, you ever see Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber with those bangs going across his face? Yeah, that's what I look like. I don't know why I picked that night to do it when I had a unicorn horn growing out of my forehead. So there I was. I went back to boarding school. Dumb and Dumber haircut. Curse of the cat bump on my face. And that's my story. You can just imagine what the cruel boys at the boarding school had to say about me when I showed up looking like that. And believe me, a boarding school is an island unto itself. A boarding school full of young boys. Believe me, that that's tribal warfare in there. I lived through it. Trust me. So, burnt little cat, I'm sorry. I love pets. I was a goofy little kid. I love animals. You got your revenge. <laughs> you got me with the bump. You got me with the boarding school Frankenstein dumb and dumber haircut. I think we're even. And if I see you in heaven, you know what? Pussy, put your cigarette out right in my face. We'll call it even here on the oh-so-bizarre Harland Highway. Dog hair, dog hair. Everywhere is dog hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere, isn't it, people? You know someone who has a dog or you have a dog. Isn't there just hair everywhere? I mean, honest to God, I've got a hairy couch, I've got a hairy floor, I've got a hairy carpet, and I know that doesn't sound right. I got a hairy fridge, I got a hairy hardwood floor, I got a hairy Houdini. I, I just threw that one in. That, you know, that's just wordplay right there. <laughs> but I got everything's hairy. I feel like I'm actually a flea, and I live on a dog's back when I go into my house. There's so much dog hair on everything. I just feel like I'm wandering around on a dog's back, watching TV, cooking my dinner. Oh, I better turn on the hairy stove and whip up an omelet. Oh, what's that on my omelet? Green peppers? Cheese? No, that's dog hair. Well, I better eat my hairy omelet. Sit on my hairy couch and I'll watch my hairy TV. What a treat. I might as well have just carpeted my whole house. The walls, the roof. Be like the inside of a 1970s customized van. You know the old ones where they'd shag the whole inside of the van? You wake up, you got a mustache. You're like, what the hell? You feel it? It's a bunch of dog hair that's accumulated drawn to your upper lip from your breathing at night. You gotta brush your teeth. Your teeth are hairy. Your toothpaste is hairy. I gotta get me a bald dog, man. Where the hell... Why doesn't somebody breed a bald dog? They got bald cats, right? There's like bald rats. There's bald eagles. 
Where's my bald Rottweiler, man? Maybe I'll just go buy a whole bunch of bald cats and tie them all together so they're the size of a dog. Pretend I have a bald dog. Either that, I'll just go get my dad. He's bald. I don't know if I'll go fetch a stick, though, but I'll try. Keep it hairy, folks, here on the Harland Highway. Well, despite all the hair, I do love dogs. Don't worry, dogs. I'm not going to drip hot, melting, flammable plastic all over you. You are safe. Those days are behind me. Yeah, that's right. Up yours, too. Um, I love dogs, man. Isn't it funny to think that dogs came from wolves? Honestly, like, <laughs> you know, you can trace every dog back to the wolf. The wolf was the first dog. It's very hard for me to comprehend, to absorb that a wiener dog was carved from the genetics of a wolf. How the hell did a a, a 300-pound timber wolf who takes down moose end up as something called a wiener dog that can barely walk? It, like, waddles around and looks like a wiener? Okay, how did the, how did the masculine, tough, uh, ominous... Vicious wolf with its penetrating eyes and its uh, fang-filled snarl and its haunting howl. How did it go from that to a poodle? Hi. I'm a poodle. I got my hair done today. I got my nails clipped. And yes, that's right. That's a baby blue bow in my hair right on top of my head. What's up, player? Lean back, Biosh. Uh-huh. There's a poodle in town. And what the hell are you supposed to be? I'm a wolf, asshole. Oh, my God. I just shit my pants. You're wearing pants? Of course. I'm a poodle. Oh, God. I'm going to go kill a moose. Oh, I'm not good enough for you? Yeah. Oh, God. That funny wolves were roaming the planet like hundreds of thousands, I don't know, maybe millions of years before. I'm not a wolfologist. Is that even a word? I'm not a wolfologist. Were they roaming the planet like all that time ago all by themselves before there were humans? I wonder if God just, you know, you know God had to do this just one day because God created everything, right? You know that one day, out of all the millennia, of all the eons of the, the the existence of Earth and the wolves, you know that one day God's great big fat hairy arm came out of the clouds, and you know he threw a tennis ball down for those wolves, just to see, just to see what would happen, right? I mean, think of it. If you were God, how could you resist? Like, you're up there watching these wolves that you created. See them, you know, tearing down moose and caribou and elk. And you're like, God, I just got to throw a ball for those little suckers. Right? You know he did it. You know he threw a Slazenger or a Wilson, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because God made tennis balls, people. 
God makes all things. It doesn't matter that tennis didn't exist back then. God already knew tennis was coming. God had has a master design, a master plan. Yes. And maybe he he threw a stuffed toy squirrel toy down. Okay? Maybe he did that. Maybe he he um made a cloud into a doggy bed. I don't know. God does whatever he wants. He gave us this podcast, didn't he? He gave me you and you me. And here we are together trying to sort out my ridiculous thoughts. Don't you have better things to do, people? I'm betting that you do. So why don't we end the show on that thought? And uh, I got to say thank you for coming along for the ride down the Harland Highway. Great to have you here. Keep listening. Tell your friends. I want everyone to enjoy this podcast. And until next time, my friends, don't burn any cats. And as always, chicken chow main, baby. <laughs>